It's time for Um Hello, a Jersey Shore Recap Podcast. Um Hello. Um Hello. We're back. We are back, and this is your host, G Wow. My name is Angel, but you can call me Cookie here. And together we are Cookie and G Wow recapping Jersey Shore for you every week. We are in season three, episode seven. It's called Cabs Are Here. Cabs are here, but not for the reason that you'll expect. But we will get to it. I won't, I won't get to any of the spoilers just yet. Spoiler alert, it involves Ron and Sam. We'll just say that. Uh, and, you know, I think we had gotten lucky because we had, like, a couple episodes where we didn't have to talk about Ron and yeah. Sam. And here we come right back into the Ron and Sam drama from whatever was happening last episode. It's all just the same cycle of things. But this time, Mike decides to get a little involved. And he's like, yeah, I don't think y'all should be together like this isn't healthy and he's not wrong but um ronnie does not appreciate his involvement no and it was sort of the way that it happened i think that set ron off because ron was off doing his thing and mike went upstairs to talk to sam alone and ron walked upstairs and overheard them talking and just sort of like overheard mike being like you're better off separate because you're constantly fighting and that really set ron off and it's true, but I don't think that they're ready to hear the truth, which is, like, part of the problem. Right. Um, but they somehow, like, kind of go off to the boardwalk to do their thing. Like, I don't know if Polly's the one who's like, hey, man, let's just go blow off some steam. I kind of love the boardwalk scenes, but Ronnie is so scary. He is scary. And there's this weird thing where I think the guys know he's wrong. But they yeah. have this idea of bro codes where they're like, we still have to be on his side. So, yeah, it was Polly that pulled him because he was clearly upset about what he overheard. So Polly saw him upset and pulled him outside to the boardwalk and they had like a fun day. And it it is weird how they like, I don't know, coddle him and don't ever tell him like you fucked up. Maybe they don't fully know what to do because like there is bro code, there is cameras. They don't want to like ruin his life. They don't know like. Maybe they just, and they they probably just really don't know what to do. Yeah. And so I think that right now their current tactic is like, let's just divert the problem and right. see if we can just like steer clear. Mm. And I'm not really sure how, but somehow Sam and Dina end up also on the boardwalk, like doing shots, which is <laughs> all fine. Like, that's great that y'all split up. But what isn't good is that I don't think either of them liked seeing each other. existing without the other and this is where like if they didn't have to film a tv show together they could maybe just go their separate ways and like chill um but sam for some reason thinks that she sees ron with a girl even though he's just with folly and so she like just starts pulling any guys that she can over and dina's having a great time with it but this is very much like they've gotten to the point of so much back and forth that now it's kind of like they're both actually willing to when they when the other one hurts them they're just willing to hurt them back and it's like that you only get there when you're in a cycle of so much toxicity in the first place yeah exactly and i feel like sam this episode is in a place where at least this was my interpretation of it where she's so tired of feeling i guess vulnerable and yep weak that she sort of switches her 
upsetness to anger and is like, well, fuck Ron. I'm going to get a guy then. Right. And I don't know if that's necessarily healthy, but I guess it's better than moping. I don't know. I almost was it's- like, you know what? Good for you. Fuck. If he's going to be like that, then you fuck him over too. I don't know. I no, I don't. I totally feel what you're saying because there's a couple times this episode where I'm like, you know what, Sam? Good for you. And so I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that even though things aren't good, she's not willing to be walked all over anymore. Right. Now, the problem is that like with Ron, he's really only like, okay when he can walk all over and get away with it and now that he's like kind of not he starts to get like really scary and i think i think they're all scared of him and that's why i think Polly kind of diverted him to the boardwalk you know that can only go on for so long so then they're back at the house and like ron is doing that weird thing where like he's being very ominous and i'm not even gonna know what that fucking word is ominous (laughs) but he's like being very weird and vague and he's like well yeah i'm gonna talk to mike your best friend and like you could tell everybody in the house is like what's about to happen like they all just like know oh god he's gonna go off on mike this time well and mike tends to be a bit fearless in antagonizing people like he's not afraid to poke the bear and this is the first time at least that i can remember that i see mike back down because Ron confronts him after they all get back from the boardwalk and they start to argue because Ron, I guess, feels betrayed that. So can I that have Mike... a can I give you a theory about this, about what yeah. Ron's feeling? Yeah. Because he says a couple things that's like, okay, I'm wondering just like timeline of events. We've talked before how like Sam got to see the Miami footage, we think, and she's saying to Ron, mm. like, I saw this and I saw that. And I'm wondering if at this point in time and during this fight. Ron has also seen the footage because he references when Ron was the or when Mike was the one to confirm some of the things for Sammy. And it's again like that's something that's shown that like maybe they didn't know. And who knows if Mike has seen it by now. And I feel like I know I'll let you go where you were going with like the way Mike handles it. But my theory on why Ronnie is so pointedly mad at Mike kind of out of nowhere is because he saw the footage, knows what Mike did, and then saw him in the moment then kind of befriend Sammy and was triggered by the footage mm. that he just recently saw. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And it can, I completely agree. I didn't write it down, but when I was watching it, I had the same thought that Ron was in the same place that Sam was in a few episodes ago yeah. where she kind of has to tiptoe around the fact that she saw footage from, because, you know, at this time they had to, they kind of had to pretend the cameras weren't there. They right. didn't really break the fourth wall. So they kind of have to tiptoe around the fact that I saw the footage and I felt the same thing you were saying. I think Ron saw it and saw that mm-hmm. Mike was the first one to officially confirm the note uh, in Miami. Yeah. And so Ron is, upset with Mike he's not full-blown like yelling and getting violent but you could tell he almost could at any moment and I think Mike gets a little nervous really kind of for the first time because of how we've seen Ron get and so Mike is just sort of like I apologize I was in the wrong you're right I shouldn't have done that let's cut it here which you don't see a lot of with Mike he loves to poke the bear and so this... I don't think that Mike's been pushed far enough yet for him to be ready to like combat it like I think the energy Ronnie was bringing was really not equal to where Mike was at, which is right. why he was like, yo, 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 I'm just like not dealing with this, which is a much better place for Mike to be than when he's ready to like 
I don't know, be snituation or something. Well, my kind of theory on Mike is that I think he's a bit of a troll and he likes to antagonize and piss people off, but he likes to do it in a controlled way. And he likes to sort of like, uh, I don't know. I think he feels like he can control it. Whereas with Ron, Ron is so unpredictable that Mm -hmm. you kind of have no idea where it would go with him. Like it could get violent. Yeah, let, let's put a pin because I have so much more to say about Ron right, right, and yeah. violence. So yeah, we'll yeah, get sure. more to that. Let's go to the f- one of the only fun moments this episode. <laughs> one of, one of. It's not the only, but one of. Um, Roger comes over for date night with Jenny and they go out to a Mexican restaurant. And we've talked before about how Seaside is a pretty small town. And I think that is very much... Um, the case in this instance because they go to the restaurant and everybody's like Roger what's up Roger hey man what's going on and I love that Roger's like what's going on man what's up playboy like he is just like the king of the town and Wow is like what the fuck did I get myself into and he's probably got a little clout now because he keeps hanging around the with the with Jenny and oh. he's on camera a lot. So I wonder if his friends like think like, oh, he's part of the show now. So like he's really, you know what I mean? He's probably got a little seaside clout. They're probably talking about him. I can see that. I didn't think, I didn't even think about that. Cause yeah, they are starting to be notable at this point, just locally and now like nationally. Yeah. And like the season hasn't aired yet. So they don't know that he's like a character on the season, but he's been on camera a lot. So they're probably, you know, word spreads. They're probably like, let's hang around fucking Roger. He said he's on camera all the time. One of the only things I'm excited to talk about in season four is the whole Roger conspiracy drama. So I love that we're getting a little bit of like starting to build the uh, the storyline of Roger and Jenny. Because if you remember, like this is still early days for them. She just was with Tom yeah. and they just started like really being able to go full throttle. So it's it's fun still. It is fun. And we'll talk more about it later. But this season has multiple men that have existed in Stick the Jersey Shore universe for a long time. Yeah. Season three was a big season for like introducing men into the girls' lives. Yeah. Because we meet uh we'll talk about him later, but we we meet I think we meet Gianna this season two, right? We already uh, met him earlier when he clock blocked. We'll talk oh yeah, more about he'll him. be back. Well let's talk more about everything after a little break. Can't get enough of um hello? Never. Well, check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok at umhellopod. And if you are listening to us, but you'd rather be watching, you can go to patreon.com slash umhello. There's also going to be tons of bonus content, including bonus episodes and behind the scenes, like how I got my Snooky post. And last but not least, if you're a brand or you just want to give us money, send us an email, a professional email at umhellopod at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to the show already. Okay. Um, hello. Um, hello to you. We're back. We are back. And please, everybody, buckle up because we unfortunately oh, do have to talk a lot about Ron and Sam drama. Um, They're going in circles. And I think a lot of it is just because they are, like, kind of broken up and they kind of, like, are still, like, giving each other attention they're living in the same house. So even like small things escalate so quickly. Right. And a lot of it's about Miami still. It's, so, it's like so much talk about Miami. That's the thing about so much of the show to this day, to this day is affected by Miami. That season, 
like it damage it like, did, did damage to damage. all these people's psychology it like ruined their friend not ruined it affected their friendships and relationships in a way that's revert i told you i think i said this in a previous episode it was like almost like the big bang yeah. where it's like it's just still echoing throughout the universe to this day it's like been time is like measured by before and after the note <laughs> the note exactly where the note but really just the miami season in general because that's yeah. you know when the cheating happened and everything and yeah. so yeah they're discussing miami again and ron brings up and i think this is his way of sort of trying to equate the, their behaviors and like make her seem as bad as him she brings up that in miami sam's gave her phone number to a guy and if i recall correctly wasn't that like was that someone she already knew or what was that such i don't even remember that what anything that he's bringing up is just grasping at straws yeah. like and he said like you did this you don't know what like you deserve this and i it's all like bullshit and it's all gaslighting it's all victim yeah. blaming the only thing that i enjoy about this scene is sammy's accent because <laughs> I was watching it and I literally just, as I was watching it, turned to my girlfriend to just be like, you embarrassed May. You don't <laughs> deserve somebody like May. And I just like, can't stop saying that now. You embarrassed May. I think that's why so many of, like so many of the iconic videos and clips from that show are Sam is because of her distinct <laughs> accent it's so jersey and especially comes out when she's upset yeah run stop (laughs) like yeah for sure um Um, so she does decide to go out with the girls which like fuck yeah i'm I'm really glad that she has made up with the girls by all of these hyper like dramatic fights because i'm so glad that she like has that and just like off topic but Snooky is having an amazing hair season. Like not even hair day. <laughs> yeah, she this good. season, her hair's beautiful. And like, I think it's because she like figured out how to do like voluminous waves over. Not that you know, no shade to the poof, but like, <laughs> uh, she she got like the dyed hair. Oh my god, I just think she's beauty. She did look good. I thought the same thing, and I don't think I've ever seen her hair that way. So it was. She looked stunning. It was very flattering. I did want to note too, as they're getting ready to go out, because maybe I was jumping ahead a little bit, but they're getting ready to go out. And Vinny and Polly are having kind of a conversation about how like they're so over mm. the Ron and Sam drama. And I feel like that's kind of where we're at at this point, even as viewers. Like as somebody watching this, like it wasn't fun to watch this episode. It was a lot of like me thinking like if I skip ahead am I gonna miss things like that's very much what I was thinking yeah and I'm just kind of like okay so the the boys are sick of it the audience has to be sick of it the producers have to be sick of it and my biggest thing is like when Ronnie starts throwing stuff what like the producers still don't want to step in like I okay let them fight and say shitty things to each other fine but like He's destroying property also that you're going to have to pay for at the end of the day as like MTV. Right. And maybe maybe they're thinking it's worth it because they're like, I don't know, documentary mindset. We got to capture reality. But you're right. It got to a point where it got scary. I don't know if we talked about like how Ron and Sam Webster's arguing and he starts saying, basically, if you're so unhappy, get out. And so he starts throwing her shit around the room. Right. And there's this moment 
where she's like on the bed and he grabs the bed and starts like dragging it across the room and she it's almost actually falls off. domestic violence it, it's 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 record of like it's actual right. domestic violence here it's it's like actually scary and i agree with you that i'm surprised i didn't see any producer intervention at all a lot of times when fights get really scary on reality shows you'll see them break the fourth wall and producers come in and i right. didn't see any of that like there was no intervention at all i mean the guys how unsafe sort of must sam feel right like that right. You have to, and like Ronnie is bigger than all those dudes, and she's depending on his friends to defend her. Like, yeah. I would be so scared. I can't even believe that Ronnie is still employed with MTV. Right. Uh, it's I so, thought the exact it's like thing. disgusting. When I saw the moment where um, Ron was throwing the bed with Sam on it, I was like, my first thought was, this should have been his last season. Yeah, that should be his last episode. Hey, Ronnie, you need to take a break right. because you got physical, so we yeah. need you to step away. Yeah, hello? exactly. Um, exactly. hello, where was that? <laughs> um, hello. Exactly, I agree. Like he should have had his Angelina moment where he left and got replaced next season, and they brought in a new guy. I really think that, and the fact that he's still like, uh, we, we we shouldn't talk about him anymore. But it's just, it's just shocking to me that production still likes him i don't know maybe he's like close with them behind the scenes i just think they thought he was more important than he is like we all we would have been fine without him i i, I promise everything would have been yeah. better i think without him because we would have gotten more funny moments now yeah we did talk about like sam having a better attitude and so she's she, and maybe that is because she's got the girls behind her because they're because Snooky's yeah. like let's go put you in something hot we're going to bring your bed downstairs. You're going to be with us and let's go the fuck out and let's do him. Just let's do more dirty than he's done you. Let's do it. And well, Sam's like, okay, come to my closet. Let's do it. Like you can see her yeah. like, mindset shift. Well, before they go out though, I think it's so sweet. Cause she goes to sort of like shower and get ready. And while she's doing that, Dina and Snooki, Dina and Nicole, they decide to move her bed downstairs by themselves and mm -hmm. it is such a fun meatball moment because that house is built kind of weird. The staircase is like tiny and there's like a sharp turn mm -hmm. to get into the stairwell. <laughs> and the poor things gave up halfway, like left the bed. Well, they're also in the their room. club dresses and heels as they're right. trying to do this. So that doesn't help anything. Just. And I have to say, inside. I had that exact same bed. It's from Ikea and it does come apart. It comes, it breaks into pieces it, without screws or anything. Yeah. It's just like connected by hooks. So These girls didn't know that. They didn't know. And they gave up halfway through. They like left the bed halfway in the door well, in the door frame. And they just grabbed the mattress and took that downstairs. But I just thought it was a cute moment of like the girls getting her stuff out of there and moving her downstairs. I kind of love this whole like sequence of scenes where they get to like you know, ride the mattress down the stairs get sammy yeah. all hot and ready they go to the club together it's very like empowering of like i don't know that it was very of the time of like men suck but you'll always have your girls like you know what i mean and yeah. i live for say i actually love sammy like as a character as a person just whatever and so she comes in and she's like we need to find a hot guy let's find the hottest guy and she literally gets up on the table i need a hot fucking guy right now hot guys come here and i'm like yes bitch like you go yes fucking bitch i'm obsessed I thought the same thing. I felt so proud of her. Like her whole energy shifted this episode. I feel like she had like a different confidence and felt empowered. 
because she was obviously trolling Ron a little bit, but she got up on a platform good. and literally was, sh- hell yeah, good, and was shouting that she wanted a guy immediately. And she kind of just plucks some random guy from the dance floor and starts dancing and grinding on him. And it was a fun moment. She looked hot. The outfit she was wearing was so cute. I really liked that outfit. She looked good. I think that what should have happened and what I think what she thought was going to happen was Ron was going to be like, I don't want you up there. I want other guys. I don't want you hooking up with anybody. I just want you to be with me. And then they would figure their shit out. And oh, my God, his response is horrible and we will get into it. But um, I think that if because of how empowered she was feeling, I think that if he had been receptive They could have like had it out and like made nicey nice at this point. Mm -hmm. But I don't think Ron's ego can take her having any strength at all. So his thought process is, oh, you found some strength. Let me break you. And that's what's so gross about Ron. And I am and will always be Team Sam, including today, because there's a whole thing on family vacation of like Sam's back. What about Ron? And I'm like, no, fuck Ron. We never need Ron on our screen again. Like, I don't know what I need to, I'll make this clip and put it on TikTok so that somebody somewhere on Viacom MTV, we never need Ron on our screen ever again. I promise. Agreed. Agreed. And they still, I mean, how long has it been? It's been over a decade and they're still doing it. Like I, I was watching still, being a domestic abuser to women still exactly Ah. and i'm not up to date and again as when we post this it'll be a little bit after we film it so this is old news but on family reunion uh sam's been back for a few episodes now i'm not completely up to date but to this day in 2023 they're still floating it like "Ooh, ron might come back and sam's there what's gonna happen and i don't know if he comes back because i'm I'm like two episodes behind but it's like how are they still floating this over our heads and like it's a plot point of like what if what if ron comes back Ooh, scandalous we don't want it uh, we don't want that it's not the kind of drama we want there's a different there's fun drama and then there's dark uncomfortable drama and that's what that is dark and uncomfortable and it's not fun it's not enjoyable and there there's this moment and it kind of comes and goes but ron is in confessional after he's the little interview thing Mm mm-hmm uh, after he sees Sam grinding, he says, mm-hmm. I want to wring her neck right now. I know. And that's, it, one that's of those an moments... actual threat of violence. Yeah. It's a threat of violence. And it's one of those moments where w- when people tell you who they are, believe them. If somebody says, I'm pissed at my girlfriend and I want to wring her neck. Don't take that lightly. What? Yeah. And this was, that was on. <laughs> That phrase was honestly really triggering for me to hear too. And I think that was kind of prevalent at times in Italian households where like, and I'm not, this isn't me excusing Ronnie because when you hear those words, those are scary. But I think like sometimes things become more like colloquially acceptable and like phrases and things. And like, this is where like, when they when he says things like that and when they call them like the t- the tank tops wife beaters and like those kinds of things it's just like a very gross side of italian culture and like uh um we see a lot of this I don't know if I'm gonna, I, I don't know if that's going to make the cut or not but we'll see well if it does we see a lot of that and it, i don't even know that you mentioned italian culture but i think this is just like a very much a thing and like 
masculine patriarchal culture in general yeah and, and like even um in season even more light moments like in season one I remember maybe season two Vinny was like had that yeah. girl that was like he felt was leading him on and so she was like late to a date and even this was supposed to be like a funny light moment but he literally sees her and he goes oh finally I was gonna kill you or I thought about killing you and he meant right. it as a joke he wasn't mad or but it's like that he said it so casually like I'm going to kill you and he, he just didn't even know that that was wrong to say and it's so yeah. I agree with you it's crazy how lightly people throw around these threats even when it's meant to be taken lightly it's it's still a threat it's still <laughs> what yep it's gross um yeah let's take a little let's take a little break and then we will wrap up the rest of this ugliness <sighs> welcome to sapphic survival guide my name is cheyenne i'm gina class is now in how do you define queer style? How do you communicate that you don't want to U-Haul at all? I does literally every <laughs> queer woman I meet hate Geminis. How do I deal with the most devastating breakup I've ever been through? Sapphic Survival Guide. We're happy to be queer to answer your questions. Um, hello? We're back and there's a little bit more darkness, but then there's some fun moments at the end of the episode, so there's some respite. All right, so here's here's some of the bad stuff. Um, so Ron decides after threatening Sam, mm-hmm. um, to just go and just destroy all of her stuff. And I, I don't want to give this more air than it needs, but right. it is ugly to watch. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. He's literally, his goal is just to do damage, just hurt her. Sam sees the damage, gets obviously very emotional. The one, there's two things that I actually wrote down as quotes um, that I think just kind of take my overarching feelings of this whole era of Ron and Sam. Sam says, it amazes me that you can do everything you do and get away with it like murder, which is, yeah, like, why is he able to get away with everything? And then Mike says something about how like ron's always talking about guy code this and girl code that but like what about human code and i'm like thank god they're talking about how just like it is so far past that there is no guy girl code when you're acting like this Mm -hmm. and where and sam's right where is the accountability especially from production he has destroyed where Sam is supposed to be sleeping. How in the world are you making this girl feel comfortable? How are you protecting her? Like, it is gross. I hate it. I I don't, I hate Ron so much. I hate yeah. him. I agree. And I liked that quote from Mike about human code. Like, yeah. I feel like this is the first time that we see really the whole house. They're still coddling him and being a gentle. And maybe it's because they're afraid he'll go off on them. But this is sort of the first time where the whole house is gently telling Ron you're wrong because yeah. we saw a lot of in season one and two people being like, no, you're good. You're good. You did the best you could, you know? Right. And this is the first time where everyone's just like, dude, it's over. Like, stop. Yeah. I think even earlier in the episode when they had to tear them apart during one of the big fights, like Vinny even looks at Ron and is like, let it go, dude. Like, what are you, what are you yeah. even trying to do? Like, cause it's like, and that's the point what are you are just trying to hurt her and instill 
fear and violence like what and so they're like dude what is even your goal just yeah. stop ah anyway well on a later note we get a little bit of emotional whiplash and we get like actually a really fun silly moment it's like it happened right? so quick but i'm glad you call it emotional <laughs> whiplash that's exactly how it felt i was it really like is. where is the editing thought process of this like i don't know because it goes from like dark and really like like I said earlier, beyond reality TV drama, like actual domestic violence and scary yeah. darkness to like goofy music playing. Is, <laughs> but I guess it's better than no fun moments at all. Um, Roger comes over. Do they have a date? I, I think I, what happened is that they went out to dinner went oh. and met everybody else out at Karma. And then mm. now they've ended up back. And Jenny's like, I call this mushroom, which that... I think is the course of events. Right. And I forgot this, this is was a, a really fun era of Jenny and Roger. So I, yeah. I, it was funny. Yeah, you're right. I forgot it was a post karma night. The editing is yeah. so bizarre, but yeah, it, it was fun. And they come back to the house and they're going to hook up. And so Jenny decides to surprise Roger with the sexy lingerie she bought earlier this season. And damn, does she look good. Even like Nicole and Dean are like, <laughs> can we watch? Like I'd hook up with you if Roger wasn't here. Like, oh my, like God, does she look incredible. So she, good for Roger. Did. I And it's so funny because if you watch um, Wow and Snooki's show, their spinoff show, a lot of their um marital problems and relationship problems stem around the fact that roger says they don't have sex anymore and so it's really mm. funny to see this scene because i'm like are you comparing it to when she dressed up for you or is she just doing nothing i don't know it's just kind of funny but uh, whatever she well, looks great like i said that makes me wonder like i wonder if jenny is kinky like i wonder if earlier in the relationship when they were off camera did they do like crazy stuff and that's what that's what he was missing later because she seems like she might she might be into that kind of stuff. She's wearing like see strappy bondage leather right now. So maybe she's in a naughty naughtiness. Speaking of wearing quote unquote naughty things, um, timing of this makes zero sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> but Nicole and Dina somehow go out to do shots or maybe just go out to eat and they end up doing shots. It's really not clear. I think that was the next guy... day, right? I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. That's the thing. Like, I'm genuinely not sure when this is. It see, my interpretation was it was like a next morning, like a afternoon brunchy kind of like they woke up in the afternoon and went to brunch type situation. That's what I thought it was. Cause, but it does seem like it happens like moments later. But the sun's I out. I really so. don't. That's I. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I guess that would make sense if it's like the next. Like maybe they've slept. It's boring. There's nothing to show. They go out because it's a funny scene where you know some guys trying to give them shots and they're kind of making fun of how tight his pants are and this is a funny scene because nicole's just like wiener like <laughs> yelling and pointing at his junk and then you know how they do those transitions um where it flips to the next scene but they'll kind of put like that reel of film you know yeah. the, that jersey short editing and they'll put words on it that are relevant and the word when it changed scenes was wiener <laughs> <laughs> I love how unafraid Nicole and Dina, but especially Nicole, is to fully just objectify men, but not in a, like a wiener in a way that's funny and harmless. Like she doesn't mean anything by it. Um, and I thought it was hilarious that the cameraman kept zooming in on his butt and on his crotch. <laughs> I felt bad for the poor guy. I was like, well, it's funny because these shorts are totally normal to wear now. I was. 
I'm so glad you said that because my first thought was he was ahead of his time because this was an era late, <laughs> late do you really was because late 2000s he early was. 2010s especially for straight men but for men and men in general baggier looser clothes and sh- and pants were in style mm-hmm. and nowadays unless you were homosexual unless you were gay but even some of the gays were wearing looser stuff back then it was just a little bit more common True. to see baggy stuff but the gays were wearing tighter stuff back then for sure but nowadays it's become popular and trendy for men of all sexual orientations to wear well-fitting clothes and so this guy was ahead of his time and yeah you could see his 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 penis a little bit but just a little (laughs) his butt looked good in the shorts he's giving you a little preview like what do you want from the man but they were talking about how like oh you could see definition but you couldn't they kept zooming and i didn't see anything and trust me i paused and took a good look (laughs) i can't stop he signed the release form his face wasn't blurred so he must have thought it was fun too true yeah true (laughs) all right well Um, our last little moment again emotional whiplash i love that you used that phrase back to the kind (laughs) of and this is why i think you're onto something about it being the next day because i do feel like time has passed and like it's not the same night and sam's kind of like this is hell on earth. Like the, I'm going through yeah. the same things. I don't know what to do. My shit is destroyed because production didn't step in when my insanely unstable ex-boyfriend destroyed stuff. And like some of it was like her prescription glasses. Like yeah. it wasn't just like, you know, her $20 lotion or like, you know, a, a $5 tube of sunscreen or something. Like it was really like it was like really actually destroying her stuff. And so of course She's like, you know what? I think I've been broken enough. I'm done here. I'd like to go home. Uh, duh. I don't blame yeah. her at all. And you know what? My first response was I wish Ron would have left instead yeah. of her. However, even if he did, I still think leaving would have been the best for her, even if Ron wasn't there. Because I feel like what she what the what she experienced was like, I think she needed a break. It was probably the best thing for her was to leave. I do think she needed a break. Um, spoiler, she will be back eventually. But mm. I do think she needed to like step out and get grounded and get some comfort from family and friends. Yeah. And I also think it takes her leaving for Ron to really realize what a monster he's been. So I also think there's that side of it. And he's so willing to like push her, push her, push her, push her, push her. But then the second that she's actually at the edge being like, okay, I'm going to jump. You've pushed me. He's like, well, wait. And like, I think her actually being like, no, I'm really leaving. I think was good for him to realize how, cause this was like way too far. This wasn't a fun episode to recap. This wasn't fun to watch. He went too far and if that's what it took for him to realize it, okay, I would love for him to, like you said, to be the one who left. But um, well, whatever, as long as Sam gets what she needs. I agree with you. And there's a parallel earlier in the season. Because earlier in the season, uh, she threatened to leave. She even called her mom and said, come pick me up. She started to right. pack. But Ron did that thing that he does, which is when he he switched into like crying and I'm so sorry and I want to be better. And so she sort of took the bait that first time and said okay i'll stay and right. this time he tried to do the same thing he tried to cry and be like oh, wait no i don't leave we could fix this you know that kind of energy and she's she, like i won't even sit next to you that's what i was like i felt like the this whole episode was a really 
she felt empowered as dark and tragic as it was she felt very empowered this whole episode up until the end like when he was trying to cry and manipulate her and do that thing that he does she wasn't taking the bait she wasn't buying it she knew what he was doing and refused Mm -hmm. to participate and i thought i thought that this was a real sign of strength for her i thought she yeah did the best thing she could for herself and i was really i was really happy for her but i will say the poor girl she finally leaves and they follow her mtv follows her and makes her do a little piece with her mom, which I was like, let the girl go home and like go I home. Know, I right? have to follow I her. Know. And they like imagine they had to like, you know, they have to set up the camera and lights. It's not reality TV is still a TV production. So I'm like, this poor girl finally gets home. She probably just wants to chill with her mom. And they're like making them work. What was that? My only thought process on this, because the mom scene kind of goes into the next, the beginning of the next episode. My only thought process is like, Maybe she's contractually obligated to appear mm. in every episode. And so they were like, if we can film five minutes with your mom, we can give you a break for a couple of days because mm. that's what we'll use for this episode. Like, I'm just wondering if there was Maybe. some bargaining in there. Because if I was Sam, I'd be like, yeah, you can film us for five minutes if you'll leave me alone for two days. That sounds yeah. great. Bye. Yeah, who knows? yeah, you're right. You're right. And I guess, unfortunately, that's sort of what you sign up for when you go into a reality show, if you have a mental breakdown, you agree that they get to document the mental breakdown. So I guess that is part of it, but mm-hmm. um, uh, it was a nice moment. It, with all that being said though, it was a nice moment. Cause it was like seeing her mom comfort her and it was like her being home. It, it felt like a good thing for her. So, and I know how that is. I, I'm that, t- I don't know if everybody does this, but when I go through a breakup, I, the first person I go to is my mom as well. So I related in that sense. Cause I've done the same thing in the past. Well, would you like to end with our cookie quote? Sure. Would you like to be Dina or Nicole? I'll be Dina. I love Dina. Okay. And this is, of course, when they are in their club dresses and heels, moving Sammy's bed downstairs, or attempting to move Sammy's bed downstairs. (laughs) Okay. You get the front. I'll get the back. You would want the back. Oh, no. That's me. (laughs) Oh, how did they do this? It's not happening. The staircase is like really, really small and the bed is like really wide. And it's kind of like an analogy of Vinny's penis not fitting in my pinhole. (laughs) End scene. Ew, I don't like that. They love to talk about it. I know like they're just friends now and whatever, but they love to bring up the fact that they smushed. And I just know Vinny loves that shit. Watching it back, hearing her talk about it all the time. I know he loves it. He's gotta. What a good friend (laughs) she is. I think that's it. This is the darkest episode of the season. So there's more darkness to come, but not quite this dark. So we got through it. Well, um, goodbye. Um, goodbye. Um, hello? No, goodbye. If you want more of the podcast, you can follow us on any social media at um, hello pod. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash umhello. We've got a video feed there so you can see our beautiful faces while we recap Jersey Shore. And we've also got a little bit of behind the scenes bonus content for you. And you can find me anywhere online at The Libregina, including my website, thelibregina.com. And you can find me online on TikTok and Instagram at angel.iconic.music. Thanks for listening. Bye.